0: You know, day one it, it, it's early um, scoot is obviously an electric athlete and just learning you know he's played professionally for two years now so he's got a good understanding of that game just teaching him our system um, you know chris obviously very close to his brother who has a year in the nba was was featured last year at Iowa, so he had a good day and then we're excited to have groups in the building with us and you know he, he's a very active defender he's a tireless worker so We're very excited after day one. Just taking it a day at a time, it's really just instilling our our philosophies defensively and offensively. So, defensively, what we do in transition, what we do on the ball, what we do off the ball, pick and roll, coverages. um, Offensively, our running habits how we play in the half court, and then we get into some uh, situations from there. So how we operate, I think Summer League is great. Also, just how we work as an organization, what they do in the training room, what they do in the weight room, what they do with the player development pre- and post-practice, and then how we operate as an organization.
1: Hey, Rip City, this is Anthony Simons, and it's time to open the briefcase with Casey Hodo
2: Greetings, pleasure fans, and welcome to the briefcase, episode 48 of the briefcase. I am your host, Casey Holdall, and that was Jonah Herscu, an assistant coach for the Trail Blazers who is also handling head coaching duties during Portland's upcoming run at the Las Vegas Summer League, which starts this Friday. The Blazers will head off to the desert to play at least five games, though they're also out to repeat as Summer League champs, with a team heavy on rookies and players who are not yet under contract for next season. But while winning another Summer League ring would be fun, seeing how players like Shaden Sharp, Jabari Walker, and Keon Johnson have improved while getting first looks at rookie Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray, and Rian repair is the real goal. Seeing year-over-year improvement, having a better sense of what we can expect from the rookies going into the 2023-24 NBA season, and getting out of Las Vegas without any significant injuries are the most important things at Summer League. Everything else is just a bonus. We'll quickly preview Portland's Summer League, discuss the signings we're allowed to discuss. Note here that the NBA's moratorium ends soon, but it's not yet over. Then we'll ever so briefly discuss the situation with Damian Lillard and hear from Trailblazers guard Stadium Sharp on this edition of The Briefcase. First, in a bit of perfunctory business, the Troublers assigned both Scoot Henderson, selected with the third pick of the 2023 draft, and Chris Murray, selected with the 23rd pick of the draft, to rookie-scale contracts on July 1st. As you're probably aware, rookie contracts of players selected in the first round are almost entirely set in stone based off which pick the player was selected with, so there's really not a whole lot of negotiation that goes into those deals, which is why they usually get done pretty fast, and they're one of the things you can actually do during the NBA's moratorium period. And the CBA has a carve-out which allows teams to sign their first-round picks even if they're over the cap or in the tax, so that also smooths those signings along as well, as in you don't have to actually clear space in order to sign first-round picks, even if you don't have any space. So again, while there's not a whole lot to negotiate on the player side, there's not a whole lot to deal with from the team side either. But second-round picks are different. In the old CBA, you had to use cap space or at least parts of exceptions, such as the mid-level exception or the biannual exception, in order to sign second-round picks. And while the Blazers have plenty of exception room this time around, initial indications are the Blazers signed Ryan Rupert selected with the 43rd pick using the new second round pick exemption that is supposedly in the latest iteration of the collected bargaining agreement that went into effect fl- July 1st. I say supposedly because I have not actually seen that collected bargaining agreement, not that I'm any kind of expert on it, but generally if I'm going to say something is in there, I'd like to actually have someone point to it and say, yes, this is in there. So I'm going to assume that there is a second round pick exemption, but again, I'm just also going to see reportedly because I haven't seen the thing myself. The Blazers announced that signing on July 4th, likely for no other reason than you generally want to have your players who you expect to be on your roster for next season under contract before they go into Summer League. That doesn't always happen for second round picks, but generally teams want to have guys who they figure are going to be around under contract at Summer League. Players and their agents want that as well, just in case anything goes sideways at Summer League. Guy has an injury. They don't want to be stuck in a situation where... They felt like they were going to be signed, but then something happened in Summer League and now they're not going to be signed. If it's because you didn't play well enough, so it goes. But it shouldn't be because of an injury. The Blazers, having all three of those guys locked into contracts now going into the next season, are certain that they can go out and play without the fear that something's going to happen and someone's going to be left in the lurch. So congratulations to all three players. We'll see you at Summer League, guys. Speaking of Summer League, the Blazers are wrapping up nearly a week of practices before they head off to Las Vegas on Thursday afternoon, which is roughly 24 hours before they tip off their first game in Sin City, a 4 p.m. tilt versus the Rockets on ESPN. The NBA Summer League folks already announced today that tickets for Friday's session, both reserved and GA, are sold out. So if you're going to Vegas in time for Friday's game and you want to make sure you see Saden Sharp, Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray, Jabari Walker, Rayon Rupert, Keon Johnson, and the rest of Portland's summer leaguers take on Amon Thompson, Cam Whitmore, and the Houston Rockets, I suggest you show up to the game before Portland's game in order to make sure you get a seat. That's generally good advice for any summer league game you want to make sure that you see, especially if it's taking place at the Cox Pavilion, which is much smaller than the main gym, Thomas and Mack Arena. Though, in terms of the Trailblazers, that's not going to be an issue, as all four of their games on the schedule so far are going to be played at Thomas and Mack. So as I mentioned, Friday, July 7th, they're playing Houston at 4 p.m. at Thomas and Mac on ESPN. Two days later on Sunday, July 9th, they're taking on the San Antonio Spurs. Assuming that Victor Wembanyama plays in that game, that is going to be a huge matchup. Once again, a matchup between Scoot Henderson and Victor Wembenyama in Las Vegas, which already happened when both guys were playing for their last teams. That one, a 5 p.m. start. I would say you should maybe show up two games in advance if you want to make sure you're going to have a seat to that one. Thomas and Mack is a fairly large arena, but again, interest in summer league goes up every single year, and I wouldn't want anyone to get left out who bought a ticket already. So take my advice, show up early for the big games. On Tuesday, once again, another big game, though it's Tuesday. By then, a lot of people have pretty much left Vegas. A lot of people go for the first weekend of Summer League. Most people can't hack more than a couple days in Vegas. Your boy's going to be there for a week because I am a KG veteran and know how to act. But I understand a lot of people are getting in and getting out of Las Vegas. So by Tuesday, when they play the Charlotte Hornets at 5.30 on NBA TV at Thomas & Mack, I imagine you'll probably be able to get seats relatively easy at that point in time. Though again, the showdown between Brandon Miller, the second overall pick, and Scoot Henderson, the third overall pick, is something that I think quite a few people will be interested in, though that's also assuming that everyone is playing by that point. By the time you get to the third game, that's when teams start to drop off a little bit. Though The team has also said that they're basically going to play it day by day in terms of who is playing when and where. And finally, the Blazers will wrap up their scheduled games at Summer League on Thursday, July 13th. Versus the Orlando Magic, 6 p.m. start time on ESPN2. And then after that, tournament play goes on. I think up to two tournament games after that, potentially three. I haven't actually seen the tournament format they're using this year. It seems like they change it every year. But bare minimum, four games, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, for your Portland Trailblazers. Should be interesting. All those games nationally televised, ESPN, ESPN2, NBA TV, ESPN2. So no excuse to miss out on those. You might actually be working. That's a pretty good excuse. But I imagine you all have DVRs at this point as well. So you're definitely going to want to check those games out. And you're definitely going to want to check out what we're doing at Trailblazers.com. We will be down in Las Vegas for the entire run. Check us out. Should be a good time in Las Vegas. And if you're coming to Las Vegas, be sure to holler at me, say hello. I love to meet fans that come out to Summer League. It's a great venue, it's a great event. I highly suggest you do it. If not this year, maybe next year. For those of you who are going to be there, we'll see you in Las Vegas. And for those of you who aren't, look for me in the first row. Moving on, by the time you listen to this, the NBA's July moratorium will probably be over, but it's not over yet. And so with very limited exceptions, there's not a whole lot of things that people who work for teams are allowed to say, including myself. Obviously, a lot of stuff gets reported anyways. Players and agents can, by and large, say whatever they want, whenever they want. And in that regard, I'm not sure there's a whole lot to actually pass along right now with regard to the signings that Trailblazers might end up making but that's also why you're not going to get a whole lot of discussion of that on this edition of the briefcase. One, because I'm not allowed to talk about it. And two, because I haven't actually seen a whole lot reported about what the trailblazers have done so far in free agency. However, the moratorium will be done by the next time I record, which will be probably on Saturday or Sunday in Las Vegas. So we can run down the status of Portland's attempts to lure the free agents at that point. But until then, not a whole lot to report from that, even if you're listening to this after the moratorium is over, which hello from the past. And another other things that I'd rather not talk about, that brings us to the next piece of news that I'll touch on ever so briefly, but we'll need to wait until a later date to discuss in more detail, that being Damian Lillard's trade request. As you've surely seen, Dame has reportedly requested a trade in a meeting with Trailblazers General Manager Joe Cronin last week. Joe Cronin confirmed as much, stating, quote, We have been clear that we want Dame here, but he notified us today he wants out, and he'd prefer to play someplace else. What has not changed for us is that we are committed to winning and we're going to do what's best for the team in pursuit of that goal, unquote. And ever since then, there's been a lot of posturing, though none of that really coming explicitly from Dame nor the team, but that's about the extent of it. As someone who's close to Dame and loves this team, I wish I didn't come to this, though I think it could end up being healthy as long as there's an open communication and good faith attempts to find some kind of compromise from both sides. It's been a great relationship for everyone involved. And while that might be coming to an end, or at least changing considerably, I certainly hope that it can be done amicably while resulting in both sides feeling as though they have been treated fairly and with respect. So if and when something actually happens, we'll report on it. Until then, there are a number of people working in the Portland market, and even a couple nationally, who are worth paying attention to on the subject, but unfortunately, there are a lot more people, a few in Portland, and considerably more nationally, who are not worth listening to. I would challenge you to recognize the difference between those two groups, and dole out your attention accordingly. Finally, let's go ahead and hear from Trailblazers guard Shaden Sharp. The 6'6 guard, who recently turned 20, discusses how he spent his time so far this offseason, the skills he's been working on and why, the decision to play at Summer League he was not actually expected to at the end of the 2022-23 season, first impressions of Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray, and Realme Rupert, taking on more of a leadership role, and his hopes going into the 2023-24 regular season. I thought Shaden was great. One of our best conversations we've had so far. Looking forward to you guys hearing it. Take it away, Shaden. Uh, so, Shaden, first off, how's has your offseason been so far? What is maybe some of the stuff you've been doing? Where have you been? Kind of what's that What's that first offseason been like for you?
1: Um, It's been smooth. Right now, I've been just, you know, um, in the gym, working on, like, my ball handling, um, just my different reads that, you know, I would see, um, you know, in the game. Um, really, just you know, in the weight room, and you know, just taking care of my body, just doing recovering. Um, but no, it's smooth first off season. Um, you know, I'm joining it with my friends and family. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Obviously, that first season, you know, everything's coming so
2: fast. You know, you got practices, you got games, you're traveling. And I, I think for young players, sometimes maybe you kind of lose a little touch, maybe with like family and friends. So like, I, I imagine having the offseason an opportunity to maybe kind of get back to those relationships is probably a nice thing
1: yeah just get back to you know friends and family um people I haven't seen in you know a long time just because you know 82 game you know season um is a lot so just trying to you know connect with people I haven't seen in a long time um and just spending you know the most you know more time with my family um than I usually have so which is good too because it's obviously like having
2: that base too like helps going forward so you you talked about kind of some of the things you, you were working on skill wise you you mentioned ball handling maybe what are what are some of the the reasons why you' you're working on specific areas so like ball handling for instance why why work on ball handling
1: I think you should always work on ball handling but um, me specifically just you know so I could get to my spots you know faster and you know just being able to you know do more with you know a stronger handle and you know quicker twitch and and just getting my teammates involved and um, just being able to do more on the court and, you know, coming off screens and just really being able to do more on the court. So. Uh, and you talk about kind of, like, taking care of your body and being in the weight room.
2: As a young player especially, like, why is it important to, to kind of prepare yourself for the season? Even now, knowing that, like, the regular season's not for months and months away, but, but I imagine in some respects you know that, like, you have to lay that foundation now.
1: Yeah, it's a long season, so, you know, just taking care of your body off season and just building those habits um it'll just come easy during the season so i you know i try and do that every day every night um just taking care of my body so it comes you know natural during the season so
2: is it a thing where like you're working out every day every other day you've been to twice a day there kind of what's what's that
1: workflow been like for you from a workout perspective like right now
2: yeah or or just this off season so
1: far uh i try and do like two a days um, three with like weights mm-hmm. So um, you know, I wake up in the morning uh, Work out Probably about like Hour and 30 Hour and 40 And then um, Depending on the day Just you know Weight training um, And then you know Recovery and all that In between uh, And then You know later at night Just get some shots up. So That's what the off season Really looks like for And
2: has that been with, with
1: Francis that yeah. you're working with Yeah Yeah just Francis And um, you know June One of my mans from Back home, just helping me um, you know with the process. So. Uh, getting to summer league here.
2: Uh, why did you decide to play in summer league? Because I think people saw the way you played, particularly in the last season, and probably maybe thought to themselves, "Oh, well, Shane's probably not going to play at summer league now." So, kind of what what went into that
1: decision? Um, really just to you know see where I'm at, um, you know, work on things that I have worked during the off season, um, and I mean, in summer league. You playing in Vegas in front of like fans that um you know maybe haven't seen you play regular season so um i, I think it's so. all and plus i ain't played last um last year with summer league so just you know given the opportunity to play um this year I, you know i'd want to take it so I was
2: curious if that maybe had anything to do with it because, yeah, I mean, obviously there was so much excitement. You get that knock right first thing, and then you didn't get to play, and I imagine that that was kind of bothersome for you. So to have a chance now to at least be able to go and have a summer league experience has probably got to be kind of nice.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Plus, you know, uh, we just got three new draft picks, Scoot, Ryan, and, um, you know, Chris. So just playing with those guys um, and just, you know, starting a little early uh, to get ready for regular season and preseason, so...
2: What, what has been your impression of those guys? So, Scoot, what's kind of your first impression of Scoot?
1: Oh, he's a great player. You know, he really you know finds you in transition. Um, you know, great defender, can really defend. Um, he just brings that energy, you know. He's a guy that, you know, you'd hate to play against, but love him by your team, so um, no, he's a great player. You know, the chemistry, you know, is there. Um, we just got to play more games together. Um, you know, the energy is there. Both great players can, you know, you know really know the game, so... Um, I mean, it's going to be fun, you know, to play, and I think it's going to be fun to watch. So. Awesome. Uh, what about Chris? Chris, yeah. I mean, he spreads the floor tremendously. Um, he's that bigger a guy, so, um, you know, he really, you know, spreads the floor and he grabs rebounds and, you know, finds you in transition, so. And, uh, Alessa, uh, Rion, what's kind of your first impressions of Rion? Um, you know, he's a great defender. He also brings that energy, um, you know, spreads the floor. Um, he's that hustle player. He really grabs rebounds, and, uh, you know, he's just a great teammate overall. So.
2: How was your French? I mean, I know obviously being a Canadian, there's a little bit of a crossover there. but
1: All I know is bonjour. So <laughs> <laughs> for me, that's really
2: it. <laughs> so. And if you can say hello to someone, you know, that's yeah. that's probably good enough. Uh, getting back to Summer League, uh, what are maybe you hoping to accomplish at Summer League?
1: Oh, Winning a ship, you know, with the guys. Uh, group of guys that we have I feel like um, this group is special and you know we can do great things with with everyone and you know just really really win the tip again so
2: Do you feel at all or can you gaze kind of maybe the difference between where you were at at this time last year and where you're at now obviously you have a year of experience you've got a year of an NBA season do you feel that when you're out on the court with these guys now or or is it more
1: like I kind of play and that's what I do Oh no, I feel it for sure. Um, you know, I, I feel like um, you know I could be the leader um, that I know how to be and uh, really help others that you know maybe this is their first year or haven't played um, you know at this level. Um, so really, just be that guy to, to help people and um, just put them in the right spots. So.
2: You you talk about leadership, and I actually did want to ask you about that because you know it, to you and Jabari and Keon are the only guys that I think were on the team last year that are on the summer league team. And so I imagine in some respects that does kind of put the, the onus on you a little bit to maybe kind of take that leadership role on a little bit. And it sounds like maybe that's something you're interested in.
1: Oh yeah. I, I try and help, you know, others on the court that maybe, you know, haven't been through this. Um, so I, I try and try and help people and, you know, just be a leader um, and just compete at the highest level with the guy, group of guys we have. So,
2: How would you describe yourself as a leader?
1: Um, I mean, I'm a quiet guy, so like, I'll probably bring you aside and you know, just just help others and um, you know, just tell them you know what they got to do and, and really just help them like that. So,
2: and then kind of talking about going into next season as well. Like at exit interviews, you talked about kind of like I I want to start next year, and you know, like obviously, I, I think the team has some some very high expectations and hopes for you. So maybe kind of how do you view kind of going into next season and how you view yourself and, and what your hopes might be going into next season?
1: Really, I'm the type of guy that, you know, I could, you know, play really what, whatever the team needs for me. You know, I provide and I give. So really whatever helps the team win. Um, but, I mean, I'm just more excited to to play and get out there because, you know, this is my second time, second year playing. So, you know, I, I kind of know what to expect. Um, but really just, you know, compete at the highest level. Anyway.
2: And I guess I'll just leave it with this, Shaden, like people have such high hopes for you and high expectations. Do you feel that at all or is that is that a weight at all on you, or is it more like again, you, you're you seem like a very calm and collected person. It would surprise me a little bit if it did affect you, but I kind of wanted to ask, like, do, do you feel that at all?
1: Not really. Not on others. I mean I have, you know, high expectations for myself, so um, I'd probably just say that, but I mean I'm just here, you know, play basketball, hoop, and, I mean, this is my job now, so just be a professional and, you know, win games and compete, so. So there you go. Great stuff from
2: Shaden Sharp talking about what he's thinking going into his second season and really his first NBA Summer League since he didn't really get to play more than a few minutes in the last NBA Summer League. Obviously, what Shaden and Scoop do at Summer League is going to be one of the biggest stories at the Summer League, let alone for the Trailblazers. There's lots of interesting parts of Summer League for Portland. You have the rookies, you got the second-year guys, you got the guys that are fighting for contracts, you got the guys who are fighting for G League contracts. That adds another wrinkle to it as well. This season for Portland, there's still one two-way that they have out there, so... You know, a lot of different ways the summer league can go, a lot at stake for some of these guys at Summer League, which always makes it interesting to check out. Sometimes it can feel like Summer League maybe is just kind of you have to do it because you have to. This year, I wouldn't say there's a lot riding on Summer League necessarily, but there is a lot of interesting things that the Trailblazers could conceivably use at Summer League going into next season. So again, I don't think I need to hector you guys to check out more Summer League games. I imagine you're gonna be doing that anyways, and if nothing else. Something to pay attention to other than non stop endless rumors and people in other markets trying to make you feel like crap about things that are happening in your market. So that seems like a good place to leave it on this edition of the briefcase. As I mentioned, I will be at Summer League. I am leaving Thursday morning. I will be there for a week. So we'll have plenty of episodes from Summer League, talking to players, talking to coaches, any and everything that happens in the first couple games at the Las Vegas Summer League you'll be able to hear about right here on the briefcase and also on upcoming episodes of the blazers as well so if you haven't done so yet please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts we will talk to you soon i am casey Voldal. this has been the briefcase go blazers